I got in and, um, you know, with everything going on from, from my son's standpoint, but, uh, I needed yesterday. So they were like, Hey, we're going to keep you busy tonight. So I was like, what do you mean? So I'm now potentially now going to start getting in a title picture with the promotion that I'm in pretty soon. Not saying yes or no yet, but they got me having fun with it. So we'll see what happens. Hey, that's that's gonna be good for beneficial for you getting a push and you being a huge face. I'm sure a lot of there are a lot of fans out there for you that are pulling for you to get that title. Hey, we'll see, man. Like I said, man, I just hit one year as of yesterday, and you know, coming from all this and you know all those adversities and stuff that we talk about, it's just unreal. And the one thing I'm noticing so much more now being in the ring, being with the crowd and stuff like that. I don't know if you saw the match that I sent you, but I'm not even coming out yet and I'm getting reactions. And that just tells you now they know who you are. They know what you're doing. They know what you bring. I mean, just from moveset to moveset and they know what I'm presenting. It's just, right. it's just really cool to see. Yeah, it's just cool. It's just cool to see how you resonate with the fans and how much they they appreciate you for what you do, not just as a person in the ring, but outside of it too. Like you, you embody that. You know, most people when they see a wrestler and they see their face or a heel, they think that they're like that. You know, outside of them, but in reality, they're just human. And you you embody that. You know, mm-hmm. that persona in in the ring and outside of the ring. I think that's just based off of how I've been raised. Like I said, man, I came from a military household. My dad was pretty stronghold on me. I mean, a lot of people could take that in so many different ways. You know, you could say, oh, that was bad on mental health and stuff like that. I don't believe that. I feel like you have to have that push. You have to have that mindset. Now, me, who I am now, what I have told myself, hey, it's okay it's all right you know you're going to succeed to what you what you bring for your what you want to get your dad's approval for so long and i wouldn't change it the only thing i would probably change it a little bit was just a little bit more of a respect level um understanding it a little bit better but i think like i said man it made me who i am today and the main change that obviously everything that happened i don't think it's cliche to say is when i became a father when i became a father i learned at a very young age, how to mature such a quickly mindset. Like I literally thought, okay, I have to give my life into being a father. I got to do all, all these little cool accomplishments I had, man. Like I said, I played college basketball. I did all these cool little things, but when my son was announced and we were talking about it and we were, and I found out for sure. Yeah. I'm going to be a dad. I had to stop everything. And, you know, I, I took it a little bit of a regret standpoint on that for a little bit. But I was like, you know, just because you do so much to get to that level, it wasn't the fact that I regret not having my not being a dad. But I'm just saying, like, at that standpoint, like you put so much hard work. Like I said, man, I did countless hours shooting a basketball. I did countless hours playing in these games in high school and middle school and doing all these cool achievements that I'd done with that and right. getting to that that mindset and then it really made me realize like hey man you didn't do so bad like you made it to 
a pretty dang hard level that barely anybody would have even made. And who would have thought a dude that literally was a spot-up shooter was not one of the top, top athletes. I mean, I was one of the foreshadow athletes in my school to do the achievements that I had. And the one reason is, is one, my consistency, and I just have heart to do the things that I need to do. So I think those are the two things I still bring to this day. And I just feel like they've been more wiser at times. Granted, I'm being back in the ring, obviously, you know, that's pretty painful for your body. But, hey, we're, we're, we're working on it. <laughs> Welcome to the Sarah Palsy and Fitness Podcast. I'm here with uh, Warren, the, the American prodigy. Uh, we were just covering a little bit about the first episode that we had uh, discussed about and how he kind of uh, began his journey into not just uh, professional wrestling, but father, fatherhood itself and um, he's been through a tremendous, um, tremendous journey, and eventually we're here now to the point where he decided to step back into the ring. So, what made you step back into the ring exactly? What was Ooh, your boy? Ooh. Um, I would say commission. I would say when I say commission, I mean my boys' commission talks. I'm including Blackheart. I'm including Brian B. And I'm including Dre on Wheels from the 1130 podcast. Um, I'm talking about any person I talked about regarding my wrestling, including yourself. Um, I wanted to get a part of it, but I knew for a fact for the longest time I wasn't going to be able to be in it. But, um, we did the hundredth episode with, you know, El Nino and we told, oh, yeah. we I told, watched. we made magic. Yeah. I, I will just say that we made that absolute good. magic. Brilliant. And, um, it made it sound like, oh, I'm not just foreshadowing myself to get into wrestling. I made it to where I was I was threatened to get back into wrestling. And we told that story and be like, oh, this is why he's doing that season break. He's going to build himself up. He's going to do these things. Now, let's go back two days before this. We were only going to plan this. I was going to show up at a show and we were going to do like a celebrity skit where I, I – you know, I look tougher than him. Like, hey, how dare you shine upon me, call me out, whatever. Right. Hit him with the code breaker or something like that. Be safe with it and have been it. But I went to the doctor, and this was right after, you know, with Edge, Daniel, uh, Brian Danson, whoever we want to call him, yeah. um, and even Paige. And, I mean, these were the guys that had very serious neck issues, and they got to come back and do what they love to do. And, you know, I had a lot of stuff going on at that time, you know, with my father-in-law um, fighting his fourth, you know, with the with cancer and stuff like wow. that. So it was like, you know, it wasn't doing well with that. Um, I tried to hold that in about where I was like, you know, my last match that I ever had, he was there. Uh, my family was there. My wife was there. My newborn daughter was literally there to see me be done with wrestling. And, you know, my son, he didn't get to see it. And that really did bother me for a little bit. And, you know, getting that opportunity and I just saw these guys coming back from neck injury and I had to reprocess my entire body. Anybody can say the jokes, whatever they want. When you have to have a workout for 10 minutes of not even lifting weights and it's hurting you, 
that's when you know you are reprocessing your body. David, I think you could definitely vouch for this as well. Like I went from, you know, lifting a very good size. Uh, I, I was really impressed with some of the lifts I was doing at times. And going to basically learning body weight workouts was almost like benching 255 for a while. So it was like a fairly <laughs> weird transition. Yeah. It might have had COVID happening. And obviously that was a forceful be like, oh, you thought you like it, but here's this. And I refused it for a while. Like I said, I was in a bad depression and I didn't work out for a while, for a while at all. And, you know, I mean, for the longest time, I'm, I'm in my 20s still. I could, I mean, I'm just lean. I'm not as built up muscular as whatever. I still looked really athletic at the time, but it was like I was lean. And then when I started feeling a little, little pudge in my stomach, shut it down and went back and started trying to do something else with it. And it was really hard at first. It was mental health at its finest. Like I really was, I've never been self-conscious about my, I've never been, uh, you know, a little, what's the word I'm trying to use? I've never been afraid to show my body. And it's not to be a cocky scenario or something because I worked hard for what I had. And yeah, you know, of when I, but I would not show pictures of myself. I would do anything on these things. I used to be a little funny little vignettes with these because I try to just motivate people. I was just like, oh, you know, with the diets and stuff like that. But when I got that little pudge and I and it pushed me to keep going, I went for freaking nine months straight playing with resistant bands doing mixture with body weights and stuff like that and and basically getting a full-on workout with 20 pounds with no more than the highest that i could do was 20 pound dumbbells and that was really hard for me at that time because i mean i didn't break anything in my neck but i did mess myself up really bad and um i literally just had to reprocess every little thing that i was doing and at that time, you never think you could ever make that redemption and come back or something like that. But I love the challenges, and I'm so glad I did stay consistent. I did keep right. doing the things I did. And yeah, yeah. long story short, it got to where I went to a doctor. My wife gave me the go-ahead, and she said, if the doctor approves it, we'll, we'll work and something out. We'll figure something out. And the doctor, the exact same doctor that said, hey, you've really messed yourself up you really can't be doing this much longer you look like you've never got hurt and that was the biggest transition for me i was in shock i messaged the guy that we started this whole thing you know, and i said bring me everything you got didn't tell him i was cleared didn't tell him anything i said bring wow. everything you got make me want to go fight you and that hundredth episode, I still recommend anybody go watch it. Like even if you're not a wrestling fan, you will feel emotions out of it. You will yeah, get I a suspense it. out of it. We put it. a cinema. It was so funny, like how we did the demographic. Like it was a hundredth episode. I'm having people say, "Hey, man, happy 100. Good shout out, stuff like." I'm trying to push him in and out of the show, back and forth. And it was basically, I never responded to anything he was doing on social media. If anybody didn't know, he was bad-mouthing the guest on my podcast. He was literally doing all these little things that whole three months, getting my attention to this scenario. And I messaged him. I said, I'm giving you an opportunity to get on the computer. And I sent him the link. And we, and he literally, he didn't, he didn't, 
he didn't not deliver. Let's put it this way. Like, obviously, now we're a year later, and I'm in a ring. We built this feud up for so long, and now the story is when me and him going to go against each other, and that's to be continued. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm, I'm looking to see where it heads. I know at one point, wasn't he the uh, champion of a promotion that uh, I think promoted autism as well? At some mm-hmm. point? Yep. Yeah, I had seen that. Did you ever challenge for that belt? We were in the process of it, and um, I guess the promotion folded, I think. LCCW, I think that's that was what nice, it was called. That was a nice I think that promotion. It was a nice build. That's why I was wanting to. I was I was looking to try to actually get that one. That was actually the build for what we were gonna do. We were gonna wrestle in LCCW because, like you just said, it's an advocate for autism. I thought that would be the coolest thing ever, is to wrestle for someone that symbolized autism and you know for autistic people and stuff like that. And I was gonna really make sure my son could be there for that. Yeah. Like that would have been coolest moment ever. Like my son getting away with the autism championship with him being autistic. Like even, you couldn't go any better. Than him getting involved in the, in the storyline, just getting a little, you know. Oh, Matthew, Matthew is all about this. Yeah. Matthew is all about this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody didn't see it, I got two matches on there. Matthew was literally at the show. Uh, he almost got in the ring on one. He just didn't understand how to get in the ring. <laughs> he just <laughs> slightly high-fived me. It threw me off, too, because I thought, you know, it was an outdoor show. <laughs> I'm seeing this kid, and I'm looking at him like, goes where you go daddy i'm like matthew what are you doing he's like well i can't get in the ring here so i find him and then we walked out that's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome that's so that's so awesome though the fact that you guys get to share that together that moment you know father and son you know yeah, it was fun it was definitely a fun one i mean that show it's alone me and him actually got to take the drive together just by ourselves it was the first time in a long time we got to do it and um, it was a great way to send him off in the summer because uh, he was going to have to have surgery in August, which little did we know that he was going to have to go back in October. And he's still been in the hospital since then. Um, so it was really like I said, it was really cool to have him as a send off and going from summertime, knowing that his daddy is healthy again and able to do these things again. And for him to actually get to experience it behind the scene type scenario, like my son always was just part of the crowd. We never let him go, you know, back and forth because some of the promotions that I worked for, they were really strict. No family members know anything behind the scenes. Yeah. And um, but now, like I said, we got to go on that trip and it was at an arcade. So my son was at cloud nine the whole day um, playing in, with the games that were free. He was having a blast. So that whole day, he still talks about to this day. So it, it's really cool to actually still have that memory. Yeah, I think it's it's a wonderful feeling when you can get uh, family involved, and especially when it comes to something you're passionate about. And it seems like he's very passionate about it. And you know, for you to be able to experience that firsthand and see his, see how happy he is and how much he enjoys it, that's what it's all about, man. It's about entertaining uh not just the fans but family you know mm-hmm. yeah i agree man and that's something that i'm making very true like like anybody if anybody doesn't know me i love being a dad i love being a husband i love being a family man that's something that really i think is my downfall too because i can the grind is not the problem the consistency is not the problem it's the fact that 
what comes with it. You know, me, I could have been maybe in a big promotion or something like that. I mean, probably wouldn't have been American Prodigy, but we, who knows? But my biggest thing is what's going to do to affect with my family? Is that going to affect the time that I can have with my daughter? Is it going to affect the time that maybe my five times out of a year that I get my son, is that going to affect that time? Like I look at it as an overall standpoint. Like I said, man, this run this time right now, I've officially signed with one promotion as of three months ago. It was about two months ago, actually. I signed with Destiny Combat Championship Wrestling. So I am fully affiliated and associated with them until whenever I'm whenever I'm ready to be done. So it's like I've literally have made that to be because I love what they present. I love what they bring. I love everything that they they really are about family. And, you know, to the promoters, Steve and Vanessa Pender, I absolutely owe everything to them. They brought me back to enjoy wrestling. Like I said, when I did that match with that tag match, what we were going to do, that was supposed to have been a one-off. That wasn't supposed to be anything else. But that night, everything just, everything, it made me crave not only more of it, it made me realize I've got so much more I can give towards it and I can bring into this. And I feel like, you know, even with the, the, the cool mindset and the career that I believe I've had, you know, in independent wrestling, everyone's had a stellar career in their own mind. I feel like this time, not only can I branch out on certain things, I could also put a newer side of American project that most people think they've never seen. You know, I'm bringing a character that is really needed in this world. I think, you know, you know, the USA thing, it could be a cliche or whatever, but this this character is mainly for kids. May not be for the adults, even though I had I had all fans, all type of ages or whatever, jamming out to that new song that I had come out yesterday. Like that was a cool feeling ever. Like they're all USA nice. and I'm not saying nothing. And they're just with the flow of the song. It was just pretty awesome. And people are just sitting there bobbing their heads back and forth. Like, it's just really cool to see these things happen. Because, like I said, man, this shouldn't happen. This should not have happened. Yeah, like you but, said, like I said, you resonate with the fans. And you mentioned earlier about uh, family and how important it is. Uh, just recently, Triple H decided to give a week off. Yeah, I saw that, man. That's huge. That is huge. That is huge. So it's a step up in the right direction. Maybe other other promotions might follow, you know. You know, maybe any promotion. The NFL is playing games on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve, so who knows? (laughs) You know, we need somebody like NBA as well. (laughs) You know, get all sports involved. Hmm? Even if it means. Yeah, I don't know. I think some family, I think that's like a Christmas tradition, though. You know, say like Thanksgiving. Um, What's more, what's even better? You spend time with your family, but you're getting to watch football. You're getting to watch these things. You You can really enjoy it. Football is more esque on a Thanksgiving TV than watching a movie or something like that. I mean, really. So it's like a ritual tradition. So I would say, you know, sports, watching sports on a holiday. Yeah, I mean, it does suck for that certain someone, but that's their job. And that's what they believe that they have became to do. Now, I hope I hope all of them get to spend time with their family. I hope their families flown down a little bit so they can spend whatever they can with them. Yeah, but. 
I, that was really huge to hear about Triple H literally saying family first, wrestling later. Enjoy your week of Christmas. Like that is huge. Wrestlers, yeah, is especially WWE schedule, man. They don't take days off. Yeah, they don't. And he and he seems to be going in that direction of, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take some time off. We gotta we gotta have everybody relax and spend time with family. You know, now that uh now that uh you know Vince is pretty much primarily out of the picture when it comes to creative and everything else. Um, I'm kind of glad to see that uh, those changes and see where it takes the promotion. Because I feel like with that positive change, it's going to allow the those wrestlers to want to be there yep. in WWE, want to stay, you know, for that matter. Mm-hmm. It's going to make them more they don't feel like they're pressured. Right, right. And, and you'll know that Triple H is there for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. And for, for you, is what? What is your now that you're in your second run into professional wrestling? What is your goal now? You know, where do you want to go? Like promotion wise, or what, what? What do you mean? Like what's when it's all said and done? All said and done. Oh, you going to become champion, like of any promotion? Like that's, I that's mean, bro, I, I think anyone would love to be a champion. You know, like I said, I signed with DCCW, so of course I would love to maybe be the national weight heavyweight champion that used to be formerly held by Jake Logan. If anybody doesn't know who that is, see, control your narrative. Like, this guy's been on NWA and stuff like that. Um, he uh, just lost the title to a guy, a certain individual named Prince Hansel. So I think we're probably going to probably do something with that. I could also I could also maybe go against the authority, Eddie Torres. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know that, especially in your area. I know who I know that they know who Eddie Torres is. You know, he wrestles for Coastal Championship Wrestling (CCW). He could wrestle for any any promotion up in the Miami or any South Florida area. You know about this guy. Um, I mean, I would love to be a champion. I've only held one title my entire time I've been wrestling now. I don't ever want to give – I don't ever want to be upset about, you know, the promotion, who it was. But, I mean, i always been thankful for the opportunities I had, and I'm thankful for everything. Like I just said, man, this is a whole new side of AP. AP is now being more expanded out than he's ever been before. Um, I have full creative control of everything I can do with this guy and what I can bring into a wrestling business and stuff like that. And I think you could see that with the attire I bring now. I'm not wearing the typical boots that I used to wear. I'm wearing white boots. I'm wearing different things, and I'm telling that story with this. This is a more happier prodigy. This prodigy is more appreciated and observing and enjoying everything that I'm doing now. Just same thing with the podcast, man. I'm absolutely just on cloud nine on both ends. Man, that's that's the thing is sometimes you have to step away, like you said, to reevaluate your not just your physical health, but your mental health. And that's what you've done. And and I've been watching I've been watching your boy Alex Zane, and I'm very impressed with him in MLW. Oh yeah, hell yeah, man. He uh just had a nice little feud with uh Matt Cardone, if I remember. Yeah, Matt Cardone. Yeah, that's huge. And I messaged him recently and I told him I said he Matt didn't Cardona. want me to say it at first. He did not want me to say it at first, but I told him I said, You found your dance partner. And he, he said, as much as I did not want to agree with you, I agree. And I think that they 
they sold so much revenue just from their feud on MLW. And Matt Cardona, like we have said numerous times, bro, who would have thought Matt Cardona could not only draw in the independent circuit like the way he has done, but more importantly become the bad guy of the independents and just dominate it. Like, yeah, kind of I mean, like how Cody did. But and I think, in a way, maybe even better than Cody. Um, I think, you know, the way that Matt Cardone is doing, every little thing that he's bringing, everything he's presented on shows, man, is always being talked about. Like, every independent show, you will know which one Matt Cardone has been on because it's the type of entrance that he's bringing. Like, he's either coming out in the Ghostbusters theme, the – the um What's the Indiana Jones theme? I mean, the indie god thing is amazing. I won't even lie about that. Him coming out to the the, the Undertaker thing was pretty hilarious. I mean, right. I love oh, everything this dude is doing. You can tell Matt is having the absolute blast. He's having fun. He's having so much fun. But I will say, I, and I did laugh, and I did send it to Alex Kane, my buddy, and um, I told him, I said, bro, did you really have to say what you said about the girl with his group talking about? I thought you were married, bro. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. he started laughing. Oh man, you know it's it's a uh, it's you know it's one of those things that when you find your 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 groove anywhere, I, I I'd stick with it. And for for some reason, I feel like Cardona is not coming back to the WWE anytime soon. Never say never. I mean, bro, look who just came oh, back. He jumped, he jumped look back who in. Just yeah. came back. Yeah, Mister uh, CM Punk came back, and uh, you know, and everybody was. I was not expecting it. I was surprised. It was very surprised. Uh, I I was happy about it, just because revenue wise. Not gonna lie, I'm not happy about the Punk esque, but I mean. Uh, it's gonna hurt me to say this. It's gonna hurt me to say this. I'm seeing what Punk is doing now yeah. in the WWE banner. Uh, it hurts. I think he's playing so up to the crowd, and eventually it'll. it'll... Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on, David. I got. I, I, it's paining my my insides to say this, but the way he's been coming on the TV, other than that Monday Night Raw, you could tell he missed it. And I do never wanted to say that. You could tell he missed it. And you could tell he's been trying to come back to WWE for some time. You could tell it. You could see it in his eyes. You could see how he's doing his promos. The way he just delivered on SmackDown. Right. I hate punk. Hate punk. I don't use the word hate, but I hate this guy. The promo that he shot on SmackDown made you believe this guy is coming back to do some numbers and it's not to be a cancer to the product it's not to be anything he knows what he lost and he's ready to bring it back he's ready to get his prestige back he's ready to get in the hall of fame he's ready to do all these little kind of cool little s things punk is really coming out to make a statement now and the real the real question is can can uh Punk and Rollins work together because it seems like I think they're gonna work mania, bro. I, think, I've been hearing, I don't know if it's a storyline or not, but I've been hearing that Rollins I mean, is not a fan of punk at all. Like they're not I mean you gotta think, bro. Like I mean I hate using this comparison, but look what happened with John Cena and the Rock. 
what was John Cena's main, what was his main mission, the reasoning of him bad-mouthing Rock on social media, on these different shows and interviews and stuff like that, to bring the Rock back, to bring him back into pro wrestling, bring him back to what brought him to whatever he has done now. Like, stuff like this, you know, stuff like this. He came from WWE, made energy drinks, made alcohol, made all kinds of crazy things in this world, and is becoming like almost as big as Amazon. <laughs> I think that's the best reference to go with it, man. He's not there yet. I think he he's is. He's got there. his water. He's got his own clothes. He's got. He's got. I guarantee you, in his own house, there's nothing of anybody else's product in his house. They shouldn't be because he's got his own clothing line. He's got everything you could think of. Um. But he came from the world of pro wrestling. So what do you do? You gotta build these things. You gotta you gotta shake it under the radar. You gotta get these mindsets rolling. For the longest time, there was comparisons between CM Punk and Seth Rollins. I will acknowledge that one because you know why? The way that he brought a crowd to hate him is exactly what Seth Rollins has done for the longest time. I never believed Seth Rollins was a face. Now the the Seth freaking Rollins gimmick that he's got right now is great, but I still say to this day, he's over because of his entrance. People right. get mad what I say, but he's it is the it. way that you bring that feeling to the crowd. Seth and Punk are really big similarities in wrestling. And I think now you're going to see their main event at WrestleMania. You're going to see these two go against each other. And Don't now know what's going to happen, but. And now Rollins won't feel uh, second best because a couple of years ago he, he said he felt like it was second best behind Reigns. Yeah, I mean he, he, I mean Rollins, I mean look at look at the match card that they've done. Seth Rollins has had over ninety two matches this year, um, on television. Don't know if it was, I don't know if they counted the house shows or whatever, but Rollins has really made a difference in his name. Like Rollins is not the showman guy. Rollins is that roughneck wrestling guy. And you could see that, and that's the same thing that Punk was. Punk just had an extra edge to it. He was really good on the microphone. Seth Rollins, not so great on the microphone, but he has gotten better over the day, over the years, and stuff like that. So, I mean, seeing these two maybe colliding, the biggest, the biggest thing that makes people believe that something could be possible, real, and not a shoot, I mean, not fake, is the fact that the name under it, CM Punk. And I... Don't ever really say anything nice about Punk. But when you have CM Punk's name towards him, and I think Brian B from the B-Line LLC made it perfect on this. Shout out, shout out to my commission guy. Um, Punk brings something that makes you have a feel and a reaction towards, regardless of what it is. With Punk's name in it, it's got to be real. Right. And that's something that I think he brings a little different than most guys in the WWE. I mean, in wrestling itself. Now, can Punk uh, draw Austin back to the ring? That's what I don't know, man. Too. What do you think? That's what I've been hearing, too. I oh, man. It seems like I didn't think of that one yet. I mean, Austin's not getting any younger. And I do remember for the longest time. Austin said he would come back if he faced Punk. Austin has always been a fan of Punk. 
always I mean, been a fan like, of Punk. If they were to do a match, it'd have to be cinematic because there's no way in heck Austin would take a nasty bump. I mean, when he faced Rock, I mean, he bro, Owens, he took a bump on the concrete. Yeah, with o with Owens, that was something. But I was concerned about his neck than anything. I mean, bro, you took a bump on the concrete. That's where I got respect for Austin on this. Austin didn't have to do that. Like, he could have just crushed Kevin Owens. He could have literally made it where Kevin Owens didn't get nothing in that fight. But he did what it was, is what like how most wrestling matches go in the indies. It was like a 50-75 type scenario. Kevin Owens got his 50. Austin got his 75. And, I mean, it was like a what we call in wrestling Pearl Harbor. And it presents to get the showcase of the baby face. And I think you can easily do that. But the biggest ask is if Austin does come back, he's got to take an L. You're not going to go and beat CM Punk. It's not going to make no sense to beat CM Punk. Now, granted, I think Phil would even say he don't want to win because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you could tell like that, that moniker to it. But I mean, who knows? I mean, that's what's making WrestleMania so more interesting to find out because we're literally, what, four or five weeks till Royal Rumble? I mean, it's that's where the road to WrestleMania is. It's already been almost a year now. It's always been a year since the WrestleMania screw job of Cody Rhodes not winning against Roman. Yeah, that nobody cool. thought we were not going to even get this far with the WWE banner because Cody didn't beat Roman. Now it's all making sense to this whole playground to figure out what's about to happen. So, I mean, less is more. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what's I happening. Mean, and you got to think, bro, I, and I get carried away when I say this all the time, is people are bringing signs to shows now. Like there is being super interaction with fans yeah. into the wrestling really? monikers now. It's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, it's, it, remi it reminds you of the past. You know, you know, nostalgia with the attitude era and the signs and everything. I mean, it's not just one guy delivering either. It's it's groups of guys. It's groups even, of women. Even the, even the language in the crowd is starting to become a little bit edgier now, too. I've noticed that. I mean, I don't care for the edgy audience standpoint. I just want it to be where the crowd really can be there itself. You really know, I'm not asking for the, ES, the ECW nonsense, but I'm saying, like, literally the crowd doesn't have to watch what they're saying, do their thing, like – the crowd is really getting to embrace how they really feel on the show. And I right, think that's what's been the beautiful the, thing. The crowd, but the announcers too. Like Michael Cole can be himself now too because he's have Vince breathing down his neck and in his ear saying, "Oh, oh he's still it. getting words in his ears. We we know that one. <laughs> he's still getting he, told what to say. <laughs> he's still, but it's he a might lot. get to bring a little flair with himself, but he's still." They still got a little script of running what they gotta say on that TV. <laughs> yeah, but he, he can he can pretty much you know he's pretty much uh, now it's more uh it's limited, is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's a lot more limited. I think the coolest thing about Michael Cole, Michael Cole's been there for so long, and he's only missed like and two what two days, three days, career, a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, Michael That's Cole really has made a banner to himself. I mean, you gotta think. We always talk about Jerry Lawler and and Jim Ross, even though there would not be a Jerry Lawler, even in the talks, if there wasn't a Jim Ross. Um, I think with Michael Cole and Pat McAfee was a great duo, but, man, the stuff that Michael Cole and Corey Graves present, I, I, I get excited to watch the shows every week.
Yeah, it's become it's a, it's a it's becoming a good show, good show to watch, and, and you know, wrestling as a whole right now has been exceptional, just as a whole. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing all these changes, and you know, now that we're seeing Impact coming back as TNA, resurrecting back as TNA, it's going to be huge, and they're packing some big signings too. Man. Okada, Okada, I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So they did for sure sign him. Yep. You back in the ring. That's good. Which is I'm, I'm excited about that one. The thing that I'm most excited about is now you think James she came back in the rumble, you know, a couple a couple years ago. Now you're seeing names like Okada, uh Osprey for that matter. Mm-hmm. Now you have them under a kind of a WWE as banner because they're under Endeavor now. Yeah. Think of yeah. all the possibilities you have all the matches. You can have just by you know cross promoting TNA and WWE. I mean, never say never. And I think that's the coolest thing about Triple H running the the memos now, bro. Like you gotta think Triple H looks at it as a wrestling. I think the biggest thing that what stood out from what Triple H mindset for the longest time was just wrestling. Now he's got the production standpoint and wrestling together. Triple H is now knowing how to combine, not only just make this as a business promotion that's been like, I always use rest. I use WWE as Disney reference. And then of course, all the other wrestling promotions are probably Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, whatever you want me to call it. But Triple H has now got the visual where he's looking at it as, okay, we can make the wrestling improve, but we also can make this production grow. With the right. growth of it, that's why you see these guys, Omos being an ambassador from Nigeria. You're seeing Kofi Kingston being the ambassador of his area. You're seeing Shinsuke Nakamura being the ambassador of Japan and all those areas. Like you're getting all these different talents just grasping on in, like right. wrestling as a whole. You're getting that worldwide network because now people crap on it so much, but it was a great booking standpoint. When Jinder Mahal won the title, because you gotta think, you were just building your first show, live show in India. You needed to have Jinder Mahal as your wrestler because now he was—he's still one of their favorite ones, even more than the Great Khali, which is still crazy to believe. But it's like you're building that network, not only just here, every little spot, and that's something that I think. You find that out in the indies. Like, you find that just in a business standpoint. Like, how me and you do these podcasts, bro. We want to network these things out. We want to get these things sent up. Even though we're approaching the U.S. audience, our main audiences, and I think anybody that does these things realizes are all overseas. Like, most of my my number one audience right now is in Saudi Arabia. Like, in, like, literally in Italy and stuff like that. Like, I, I literally saw the analytics and I was just sitting there like, Wow, they really watch me. They listen to these things. They they watch these things. Like I remember I got my warp thing from Spotify. Over 123 people had me in their top three as most listened podcasts. Like, and then the categories were like with Jim Cornette and stuff like I'm just like blown away. I'm like, yeah, wow. you're you're like you're right. You're you're in basically you're right. If, if it's Jim crazy, Cornette, man. That's, that's huge. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, and, and I don't even promote my uh, audio standpoint as much because I mean, I'm still focusing now, you know, because I put so much production on the, the video standpoint of the podcast. Right. But 
you still have to do the audios. And that's really how most of the people will watch the videos. They watch the audio, probably listen to it in the car or whatever, but then they're going to watch that video because they want to see the cool little graphics or what that person looked like or certain little things. Like I've learned you got to do both networks to build the brand as a whole. And I think that's what mm-hmm. wrestling has done so well with. And I feel like wrestling is being so much more hotter than most things now. Look at it this way. Iron Claw. Who would have ever thought we'd get a wrestling documentary film? Not only with a big production, but we're getting Zac Efron playing as a character. We got all these top-notch actors that are going to get to play in this one film. Tr- talking about a wrestling dynasty. If anybody don't know who the Von Erics are, that's pro wrestling. It now, is. granted, the story happened to Von Erics, that's just another section. And you don't know that you get to watch that you get to watch that film you're gonna be on a whole roller coaster thing i'm excited to see the film because at least i know what all happened so i'm not gonna be fully shocked i just want to see how they're gonna show it what all they know what was the stuff that they watered down like i'm excited to see this thing because i wanted to actually build a whole different perspective to pro wrestling and a respect level to pro wrestling so so um i mean we're talking about movies and all this stuff when it comes to wrestling. I know a couple of years ago we were talking about how you were going to be featured in a game. Has there been any updates on that? Oh man, I I don't know. I think I think the I think a lot of wrestlers ran this guy off the road. <laughs> oh, man. I remember a lot of people were like, if I remember, because I remember you were supposed to be a game tester. I I didn't really yeah. think of anything of it until I got actually sent the thing and I saw the graphic and I thought it was pretty cool. He showed me the whole thing of how he was making the character it was really cool. And um, I think he did say he's going to go another year. I think he I think his budget, what he had, had to be way more because it got to be a big talk. Because, I mean, I don't know how he did not think if he was saying, hey, I'm going to put a wrestling simulating game that's going to have nothing but independent stars on I don't think I don't know how he didn't think this was not going to get out, and people were every possible guy that said they're an independent wrestler trying to get on this game. I thought that was a pretty funny part, and I think obviously I think he had to have way more money because a lot of people were probably bugging this guy. Right. Um, some of the guys were probably being too picky of how that he was showing their character or whatever, and I think it was just to a point where he was just burned out. So I'm hoping it happens. Um, and that was another reason too. I wanted to kind of like, oh, you know, show the character that I had. So it's like, oh, you know, this make believe character has just never been in the ring type scenario. So it's like, you know, these cool things. So hopefully it does come out, man. Cause I know you yeah. got the, you were wanting to be one of the game testers. So oh, I was yeah. hoping to find out about it. I totally forgot about that game. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure someone would be excited to see you in a game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, when you when you look at these wrestling, the, the WWE games, I'm pretty sure anyone that's in the indies, they're making their own character. And I mean, it's so cool to see how creative some of these people really get making these characters on the right. WWE game or the AEW games and stuff like that. And I actually just realized one of them actually made one of my characters. And I was shocked because I was like, 
okay, I mean, I'm a wrestler, but I mean, I'm not at, on MLW. I'm not on these things. And it was really cool to see it. Now. And I was really amazed about how he made the character. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, point. He spelled Prodigy wrong, but it looked awesome. I was happy. I was like, hey, I mean, I guess I'm there. And then I got guys like my, like, you know, guys that are, been in the business stuff and just seeing how creative people get i mean it's really cool like it's really cool just to see the fan level and the love of not only wrestling but how much how much appreciation they're giving out to the indies because we don't get a lot of appreciation but i mean it's just now the indies are just as big spotlight as the big promotions now and that's just really cool to see yeah i mean for, for the way that I see and your journey, it's you should be proud of how far you've come and how much you've ever, you've been able to persevere despite, you know, obstacles, not just in the ring, but outside of it. Yeah. You're still going. And I really admire that about you. Nah, man, I, I appreciate it. I mean, like I tell people, I mean, the worst you can do is just say it's enough. And you can just be done with it and be a statistic. I don't believe in that. I believe, you know, and I love how you just said that, but no, no lie, I'm not going to be a hypocrite when I say this, man. A month and a half ago, like I just said, my son has been in the hospital since October. That really took a toll on me. And if anybody doesn't know, I wasn't posting episodes like I was regularly. I wasn't as happy as I was on commission talks yeah. and stuff like that. I was trying to pull it front. I was trying to make this thing like, hey, maybe this can help me. Maybe this will get me back that smile, that esque. And I mean, I got a little bit of it and I enjoyed it. And, you know, but getting back into getting the bookings and stuff like that, my first booking back in November since all this happened got to go to panama city florida and go get an exception thing that no most needed and made me really realize how much i love wrestling and made me realize like what was the purpose of me ever doing this before is i'm living a dream of my own and doing that helped me and you know my son the stuff that he goes through, the stuff he's been going through for a month and a half. Um, the first thing he's always asking me is like, Dad, did you have that match yet? Because I want to watch it. And that's like one of the most adamant things that I got to make sure I have is the film of the matches that I do. Because my, my son is literally on his tablet waiting for that to be put on the playlist, AP matches. And he'll watch it, cheer it like he's always been, like he's been there. <laughs> that's just the coolest feeling to me. Because awesome. like I said, man, like like I said, I was really depressed. I was really yeah. down. And it really it I really felt like I wasn't gonna get out of that one. And going to the hospitals back and forth with my son and seeing these therapy sessions of most people, and I think you could vouch for this, man. When I'm seeing kids that came with whole pencils and it's tearing them apart, like they're breaking down crying. It makes you realize, in a way, it makes you realize why am I believing this is a bad day? Why am I believing that what I'm going through can possibly end my life when I'm seeing stuff like that? And yeah, seeing my son, seeing my son go through what he's been going through, I'm realizing, man, there's no such thing as a bad day for me. And 
I've never said I'm not believe of faith and stuff like that, but this one really tested my belief in faith. And this one thing that I will say, and I feel like, you know, when we talk about when when there's a knock at the door, are we open it or are we just walking away? And I think this was a great example for it. And it was a show and appreciation like, hey, man, I know you pray about me. I know you ask for stuff. I know you literally say that you appreciate everything I do. But knowing that this stuff is happening to you, knowing that this thing is just know the bigger picture is about to be prevailed. But I need you to still be on my side. I need you to still believe in me. I need you to continue to still pray and stuff like that. Right. And like I said, man, it took a toll on me this month. And I want to shout out to one of the wrestling promoters from DCCW, um, Vanessa Pender. She was making posts on Facebook talking about, you know, um, scriptures of Matthew and stuff like that. And uh, writing down. And the one thing I took acknowledgement off of is so many people ask me for for things or help, help ask me for health cure something but they never say they never open the door and they never acknowledge and say hey i know things are tough but i'm gonna stick with you let you do your work and still be by your side and believe the process will prevail and that struck me differently and and I feel like that's why I'm still here. That's why I'm able to smile now, why I'm able to enjoy myself. And last night was the icing on the cake, man. Yeah, that must have been a joyous occasion for you, for the family. Three matches, like but it was interesting. <laughs> what what were those three matches? All singles matches? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, two were singles and one was a triple threat. A triple threat, but I'm taking you out like – Believe it or not, that was the first match I was in that night, Ooh. so it was interesting. So, I, uh, it should be posted around on a uh, on uh, DCCW's uh, YouTube page. Uh, they do uh, a web episode every week. It's called DCCW Glorified. So, I'll just tune into that. It'll be posted eventually. Yeah, and I know you were in the same show with Sticks. Shout out mm -hmm. to Sticks out there, you know. Oh yeah, man. Me and Sticks talked a little good bit about you yesterday. Um, Sticks, he's a he's. I was just amazed how big he is. Um, Sticks wasn't a small boy, and I mean, I was just amazed just picking his brain and talking to him yesterday. And I was just like, man, I did not know that was the guy that David put in the group with us, and we were just talking like we'd known each other for a little bit. So it was just funny because my first time going into the DCCW show where, you know, where I did the vignette, where I popped my hood and just showed up at the show, Sticks was there because Sticks has a feud with uh, El Nino's other member, Dylan Willer, and he's the leader of the DWI thing. And it, apparently they had a little feud last night which i can't wait to actually see the vignette i heard they were doing a sword fight with crutches i what? cannot wait to see this oh i gotta watch I this cannot wait to see this i was upset i couldn't watch it behind the curtain but um seeing him and just talking to him and just seeing how much you oh, know stuff that journey. he's went through and stuff like that mm -hmm. and where he is and how he helps elevate people is just it's really cool 
it's really cool. So shout out to Ken Sticks and um definitely be sure definitely. to have him on the show soon. I will I we yeah. and him chatted about it a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna definitely get an episode in I, eventually. Yeah, you got to for sure. Like I had him on my show and, and just his whole upbringing. He's a character. He is a character. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. Like he's such a down to earth guy. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean he he knows how to do stuff in the business, and he really wants to help are that we taking questions? Yeah, we are. Uh, do you have any – what would you like to ask? Definitely, definitely. Bring in the questions. What's up? Somebody's asking uh, if we're taking questions. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Shoot it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah it's always good to have some fan interaction. You know, it's uh, – hey, That's, what, about that's the best thing about the live action, bro. And I, That's one thing I love about, you know, when we do commission talks. And we finally got Dre out of that bubble because he used to pre-record all his episodes and he would post them on Friday when commission talks right. were always on Wednesday. So we did live shows and we have the interactions and we just love hearing the debates from fans. So, I mean, always love questions. always love that thing. That's the point of this whole concept. Yeah, getting everybody involved. and, and uh, that's So, how David, we... how do you feel about wrestling as a whole right now? Right now, it's it's great to be a fan. Right now, we got a we got a mix of. You feel uh, like the rise and fall of AEW is starting to rise. Yeah, it's it's starting to it's starting to look pretty bad right now. It's starting to look horrible. I mean, what do you think about the Edge and uh, Christian match? I really wanted to watch that match. I was super excited, real, and then I and I had a feeling something was gonna. The finish go was down. uh, excuse my language, but it was bullshit. You know, at the. It was a house show. It, was, it it should have been on a house show. I was upset. Yeah, I was really upset. Yeah, because was I great wish, match. Horrible finish. I wish, I wish something could have maybe interlacted with maybe Christian's wife or something. Make it make it understand why. Even Edge's wife. Up. You know, Beth. Edge's Beth's wife. Involved. I think that was the reason what they're going to bring Edge's wife in the process. But I'm just like, why couldn't they have done something like that-esque for Christian? You know, maybe his kid involved or something like you make that emotional right, right. effect. But I appreciate it. Uh, that was a TK booking at its finest. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on and watching. Really appreciate it. That's they found cool. us on the recommended. Pretty cool. What's that? They found us on the recommended section. Oh. The show. Pretty cool. Yeah. Th thank you, man. Thank you for watching. Hey, man. That's when you know you're shaking the radar. Yeah, it's good, and you know, and but I just hope it ends up being decent feud. You know, it's not a, you know, oh, it's definitely not a one-off. I think yeah. that what they did last night, they, I mean, that night they teased it, like you just said. I hated the finish, but the whole match as a whole was great. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't understand the woman coming out. I. I'm not a fan of Nick Wayne. I wasn't even a fan of him when he was starting out in the Indies, but I'm I'm happy he's in it, whatever he wants to do. But the mom scenario just didn't make sense. I don't I don't understand it. Okay, Nick Wayne's mom's in this cool, but why? Why involved with Edge? Like what what was this? At Christian's wife? Like what is this? <laughs> they yeah, messed I mean, it up. Like, uh, they messed up on that one. I get it. Christian is at the the high the highest point of his career right now, but oh, honestly, yeah, the whole definitely. father thing is starting to become a little a little. It's starting to become a little overkill. You know how every single show nah, he's like, no, I oh, like it. I think I think he's bringing a whole different present to it. You know, 
I think he's bringing a different mindset out of it, and yeah, I think that's I, what's I really bringing it. Involved. Huh? And we got a woman salute. We got to acknowledge Roman. We got to acknowledge Roman. Acknowledge Roman Reigns. Oh, let me guess. Devin. Is Jacob. that is that Devin? Who is it? Jacob apparently said said, uh, "Can we get a Roman salute?" A Roman salute. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, one thing I, I tell people when you when they want to discredit Roman, like Roman beat cancer to come back to pro wrestling. So you know, when Roman's on your screen, you're watching it. And even though people want to crap on him or whatever, Romans bring what an acknowledgeable audience to the this world. Is wild, so, <laughs> what? Should look it. Let's see. Okay. It. okay, I don't. I don't think there should be like any banning. Oh, let's see it. Of race let's see it. at all. I think that's completely like unnecessary. Like it doesn't make any sense. What'd they say? It says, uh, did you guys hear that they want to ban black people from the next event? Like, what? Okay. Uh, uh, okay, okay. We're going to have to. All right. That's a little, yeah. That's a little yeah, bit that's much. pretty here. messed up. I doubt that. Depends on what event you're talking about. What, what are we talking about? Wrestling or any events in general? I mean, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. Her funding is low for special needs. Oh. Are you guys taking questions? Let me yeah, think of getting a little... I found you guys on recommended between. Most people okay. don't have the energy to make the emotional effect. Raw Goldman, I agree with you on that. Most people don't have the energy to make the emotional effect and you know and i think what wrestling is it's like a it's like when we always talk about storytelling it is that emotional feel like you go from bell to bell um i think when david watched my match you hear the audience's volume change like it goes from a typical okay usa let's go prodigy blah 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 it's it's loud it's it's there it's there but then when i start getting beat on and i get beat down the adversity so what do they believe it's going up that that knob is turning to a whole different level the crowd level is going so much more louder it's building into that insane part so when you get that move back that building the top is damn near blown off that's what we talk about when you get that emotional effect that's where you get that feel is because the number one thing about wrestling and in fighting in general, you always want to see an underdog prevail. There's never a such thing as, oh, this guy is going to beat this and that's it. You getting that underdog feel is probably the most exceptional thing that you see, even in sports. Can we get a Roman salute? Jacob, 14 year old dog. We'll see. No reason. I don't mind doing that. Some of y'all on the chatter. Little too much. Did you hear they want to ban? Okay, whatever. Not that salute, the real salute. What I heard. Yeah. I cannot answer answer most of y'all's questions. Is it getting a little too 
to uh, a they little want too. To ban me from the next oh, event. There. I stole someone's wallet. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Very very interesting. I love wrestling. Would you guys have? <laughs> what? <a> no. <laughs> Crispin Wall is my. Oh God. All right. All right. All right. We're, we're gonna have. Would to... you guys have an issue wrestling against someone who is gay? No, I don't. Well, no, I wrestle two all, guys. I mean, I've wrestled two guys that are that are that are gay, and um, you know, one his name is Effie, and the other one is. Um, I just wrestled recently, and I mean, I mean that's their choice, and you're not gonna shun somebody, nobody just based off their beliefs. So no, I mean, that's their team, that's it. But I mean, I'm not gonna disown and say, oh no, you you like that? Okay, no, nah, we don't work that way. That's not that's not how this business goes. Just come together, you know, just. Be cordial. Put on you know? slow mode and subscriber only mode to own the rift. <laughs> they having some fun tonight, David. Yeah. How do you handle taking a fight against an underdog? You have nothing to gain. How do you how do you feel about that, Rob? Why why do you say that? Why do you feel like you have nothing to gain at a fight against yeah. an underdog? Because that is the way of a storytelling standpoint, because you got to think, look at a movie, overall movie, say like, let's, uh, let's talk about, all right. in a female's preference. Um, let's talk about a girl that is literally the nerdy one that always does the study books, always is by the, you know, not wearing makeup and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden one day she hangs out with the most popular kid and they change her look. They change how everything is. And it looks like a whole different girl. It looks like a whole different woman. And then they realize, oh, she's prettier than the, the hottest girl at the school. That's in a movie. That's what we call an a feel of an underdog standpoint. It's just a matter of the storytelling S to it. And I feel like, you know, when you tell these stories, you tell these different initiate things with it. That's what brings an emotional feel. That's what we call a cinema feel. Yeah, it's, it's okay. a cinematic so match. I mean, not even matches. I mean, I'm talking about just in general as hell. What type of... <laughs> 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 like, oh, more Crazy stuff. I'm married, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't need to watch porn. <laughs> If you have all right, we're gonna we're gonna have to wrestler, who would it got a short hair pretty soon. Let's you get a little wild. Like wrestling gays a little too much. What? No, I mean if I'm booked on a card with somebody, I wrestle. I mean hey. that's what you get paid for. What yo, that's not that's, that's not cool at all, bro. Yeah, it's your <laughs> choice if they want to get a what? Yeah, how are you feeling? All right, okay, that's funny. I'm not afraid to answer these questions, but come on, man. I bet if you wrestled a game, they have their hands all over your body, including your buttocks. That doesn't happen. That's because we're professionals. So that's childish of you to think that. You said everyone wants the underdog to win. It's just responding to your to you. All right, boy. I bet you sit in a basement all day of your life. So all right, I'll start this. Can someone who weigh 125 pounds wrestle the rock? Yes. Oh man. It's called storytelling. That's called believability. Ray Mysterio. I wrestled a girl one time and when I won and I okay, that's interesting. I Ron guess. Mathis. 
What are your thoughts on the Bay of Christ? What? Y'all need a type, right? I don't know what y'all talking about. What female wrestler takes the most? Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. I think someone needs a bot, David. Yeah. Who's the yeah, top and who's the bottom? Which one? Okay. Interesting. All right. Only you guys. Yeah, you definitely don't need to highlight most of these, bro. Yeah. <laughs> these are all bots. <laughs> no, it's all bots, bro. Those are all bots. If it's all in one thing and it's just saying straight down, just set it about. Yeah, I've, I've never seen I've never seen anything like this in my life. Like it's this is it's hilarious. <laughs> That's a perk of being a oh, content creator. So, Sometimes people ain't always gonna believe in what you say, so it is what it is. So where where can we where can uh can they see your, can they watch a show uh and and I guess learn about your podcast and you know see your journey. Hey man, um, I mean, all social media handles. I mean, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, my bad, X. My gosh, I keep always forgetting. Twitter is no longer the bird; it is an X now. Um, that's still been a a difference for me. I still was terrible with it, but I, I at least my episodes are on it. Um, Instagram. I mean, you can see me on YouTube. You can see me on all audio platforms. Uh, finally got on freaking all Apple. I that was a fight. My goodness, David, you yeah. don't realize that Ooh. was a hassle. I, I remember you're trying to get on getting on Pandora is like literally, <laughs> oh my gosh, winning the lottery because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, your channel is going to get a straight. What? How? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's all these bots, man. It, it's all true. More, it is what it is. More like you, more you, real, you know. Are you the real Keith Urban? What? <laughs> I don't see. <laughs> he was a good millionaire by now. Have you seen the video? What? Okay. Oh, I was talking about that. That case. We're not gonna go there, but. I know what he's talking about. <laughs> You're having fun today. I love it. All right. Oh, yeah. You got any more? Uh, so, David, let, let's talk about your stuff, man. So what? what's some stuff that you, uh, you know, obviously with this year basically almost over and stuff, like what is some of the stuff that you fully is like um, like a historical memory for you just this year? Uh, just, oh, and I see it as the year of the comebacks, you know, because I've had um a lot of, uh, difficulty, not just, you know, mentally, but physically, you know, having to deal with a disability and uh, being in a lot of pain for the most part and even changing careers. You know, I used to be in, be in the teaching profession and uh, there was one day I decided to be like, you know what, this after seven years, I got to switch it up and do something better and uh, find something that'll be less taxing on my body. And now I enjoy uh, working with people that have rheumatoid arthritis and being able to to help them feel better and to live a more fulfilling life. And for me, it's a step away from education. It allowed me to rebuild my body, just like you. You know, when you were down and you were dealing with a lot of injuries and you had to step back and say, well, how can I rebuild myself to be a better version of myself back in the ring? You know, for me, it wasn't to come back in the ring. For me, it was just to be able to live life again. Because mm -hmm. I was struggling. Yeah. 
And I think that's the biggest way we realize. Um, I feel like that's where you get that that strength and mindset is you got to go through adversity. It can either make or break you. Right. And I think everything I've went through in my life and, you know, with my son, my daughter, my wow. wife, everything like that, man, those came as blessings because for the longest time, I never believed I was going to get married. I never believed. I was going to have a second child. I never believed any of these things because, like I said, man, I went through a major depression with my son. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't even be here. I shouldn't. I'm going to be really blunt with it. I should not be here. For a man to go three months straight driving on a red light in the middle of the night and finally seeing finally seeing a, a 16-wheeler pull at you and you don't have no hesitation to turn left and realize, like, oh, man. That's what I've been waiting on for this three months. Why did I turn? Why did I not hesitate to go, oh, man, not tonight, after doing something so reckless and dangerous? It made you realize. You opened your mind and you opened them eyes and go, man, excuse my language, but shit is not as hard as it, as it seems. Oh, yeah. And you can make this difference. You can make this this change and it's going to be tough, but that gummit, man, brush your feet up, brush, brush the dirt off and go work, bust your tail, do what you need to do. That's right, brother. What is that? Take care of business and do what you need to do, right? I mean, that's what you got to do, man. That's, that's the biggest thing I tell people to do, man, is like I use, and I mean, we have a t-shirt now for it because so many people were talking about they needed this as a moniker. It's called Every Setback Makes One Heck of a Comeback. And I believe that with every ounce of my life to this day. Is stuff happens, but guess what? You can still prevail, but you gotta get you gotta get to that level. You have to fight, you have to continue, you have to keep that going. And that's something that I just believe that I can. Are you the real look? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I have gotten that. Wild. I have gotten that one a lot. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm a little bit bigger than him. Actually, not a little bit. I'm way bigger than Luke Wilson. <laughs> I think they're well hard. That's a very fun T-shirt, to be honest. You uh, don't have to buy it, but at least a lot of people buy it. I've lurked in your channel for months. Thanks for being my friend. Okay. What are your thoughts on gay? What? Luke Wilson would knock you out. Okay. <laughs> if you believe that, that you could, hey, I'm okay with people having their opinion, but I just right. say this. I can hold my own. And I haven't lost that many. Actual oh, I have, I have a terrible palsy. You can, say, you can say whatever you want on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I work out. I work. I um, I'm very active, so I work out a lot. Dave is very active, man. It, like you just said, man, you reprocessed your body. You showed a recent picture recently. I was like, "Dad, going, bro." I yeah, was happy. Hey, man, how's that feel though? How how do you feel more differently now? Oh, now now I can now I can basically take the take on the world. You know, now you feel more take on the world, and I can get back into feel like you're a new body at times too. So definitely. If you believe that, you believe that. 
<laughs> just watch my matches. You, you you can tell I can take some hits. So keep going. <laughs> when did you two first fall in love? What? <laughs> oh my gosh! You should arm wrestle big hands, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and Tom Cruise. Do, do I? Pull oh up? my gosh! That was actually pretty funny. I won't even lie. That one was actually pretty funny, bro. I give you yeah. that. One. That's pretty. Funny. David Poole. What? <laughs> yeah, what? Answer that one, David. Tell I mean, you a ladies. Once in a while, I do, but not often. You know, not. not. <laughs> I'm very reserved. I'm very reserved. It's better to be single sometimes, man. It's better to be single. Nikki would max you out. She's got yeah. bigger. What? <laughs> Y'all, YouTube guys, tripping. <laughs> it's a wild. <laughs> Back shots and throat. What? Oh my gosh! Can you believe? Well, you, this has been a very interesting, interesting show. Very interesting Fun. show, and hey. thank you man, for being on the show. And I guess thank you to the bots for joining on in. And All right, guys, you look like a man. Yeah. Um, what? What is that? A man lit? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you're 2-0 and oh, then you're really slacking on your fights if that's the case you're only 2-0 and oh. get your numbers up is a lit man what the heck is man a lit man man, man lit is a lit man you never asked me what my height was 5'9 you need to see. Oh, okay. I see how it is. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's more entertaining to see this nonsense. <laughs> right? I just, I just do a show that's purely off comments. So that's average height. Hey, don't let height feel pull you. And first of all, your name's Biscuit, so you really want to keep talking. <laughs> Not even six foot. It's so over. Oh, okay. That's good. Are you done growing? Oh man, kid. I think you probably are trapped in your mama's basement or something like that. So, um, hey. we've kind of taken a dark turn here. So, bear with us here as we kind of bring that close it up. Well, remember, I don't fight free. Oh, I, I didn't know that, dude. <laughs> Free don't do nothing for us no more. <laughs> yep. So, David, let's talk about this real quick before we cut it off. Talk about that WrestleCon, man. I've been seeing all the cool things that oh, you got WrestleCon. going on, man. Me and Sticks so, were just talking about that recently. Yeah, I'm actually. I got invited to be a part of a River City Wrestling Con and and next year in St. Augustine, and I'm going to be able to uh, be a part of it as a uh, media interviewer. Hopefully I get to interview Mick Foley. Those of you that know who he is, a hardcore legend, Cactus Jack, Dude Love. Also, we're talking about Xbox going to be there, and Al Snow. So far, that's the list. Those are the only announcements right now? I heard Kurt Angle was supposed to be there. Because I want, I want to meet him. I want to meet him. Kurt Angle's got no. It's crazy. I mean, I recently, we were, uh, I had a group of guys, we, we went and 
I have not done this in so long, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to end off the new year, my my year wrestling and stuff like that, hitting a year and stuff like that. I did the wrestling tradition after a show. You know what that is? Where do you go eat at after wrestling? Oh, Waffle House. Exactly. I actually went to one last night, um, and we had a cool chat with – shout-out to my boys, Jules Bradley, um, my boy Alex Ross. He was trained by AR Fox and um, just having some cool things. And um, we were talking about, you know, the last year's WrestleCon because a lot of them went out there to work security and stuff for them and stuff like that. So it was fun. It was so funny to see, like, when we were talking about, like, Kurt Angle. And I remember when I first saw Kurt Angle, I was like, dang, Kurt Angle did get smaller. Kurt, but, I mean, Kurt, he's strong he's, as hell. He, Excuse my really language, but he is strong as hell for his neck and yeah. stuff like that. And I got to see him recently. He's got a big neck, though. He's got, he's got Bro, he, has, he has one of his toughest necks I have ever, <laughs> ever seen for someone that has so many neck problems. Like it's insane to see that. Like you know, my son being, my son being on, having uh you know spine issues and stuff, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, it makes me go, man. Oh, my kid gets a built up neck like that. Like it, it's just, I was just blown away. I was like, dad, gum, Kurt. Like you had all these problems, but you still look like you could still be in that in that ring and stuff. And he laughs about it all the time. He's like. I couldn't take that many bumps. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, if I honestly, if I didn't have a disability, I would have pursued uh, mixed martial arts or oh, wrestling yeah, or any that. kind of physical sport. Uh, primarily, you know, wrestling because I've always, I've always been a fan of it. And I guess somebody here in the comments section decided to say, uh, "I could knock you out." I'm like, "There's no way I could knock Warren out. He's he's uh, he's too much of a good guy. Good guy, and I respect him. You know." Hey, hey, just let them have their fun, David. It is what it is. Yeah. But that one by Raw was pretty funny. But it, it is what it is. Like I said, man, just seeing WrestleCon and stuff, and you getting to be one of those cool things and get to do something that you love interview. and interview some of these guys that we all grew up to. That, that's got to be really cool. And maybe one day we're going to see you maybe on SummerSlam and stuff like that doing the press conference after the oh, show. Oh, yeah, man, the next like Christmas, yeah, I, I love I love watching his stuff. Um, the questions that he brings and stuff, it's so funny. These guys would use their finishing moves on each other. Mine's a code breaker, so who wants it? <laughs> what would your finish move? What would your finish move be, David, if you were a wrestler? Mine, the Judas yeah. effect. The Judas effect. I can tell that I can tell that martial arts banner is right there for that one. I agree with that. I like that. Well, yeah. Another man sold his clothes in front. I would not recommend it. <laughs> and if you're referring to me, that wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. So man, there's a lot of exciting things happening next year. So I'm looking forward to that wrestling con, and hopefully, I get to interview. As many as I can, and it's in St. Augustine, correct? St. Augustine, yeah. I'm surprised you're I'm not. You're not I might. I'm, I'm probably gonna probably try to go. Out yeah, there. Meet, um, yeah, meet, meet us, meet us out there, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely. Yeah, man. I mean, I I was trying to go to the last couple ones a couple of times, and like we were just talking about with the hundred episode when we had that one, I was basically promoting him to go against Jake Logan. 
it was I think it was the second or third WrestleCon they had. And he was on the card to go against Jake Logan. And that was the reason why I had him on the show. So he could talk about stuff. All right. Yeah, yeah I've already, you I've already got the comments on my end over here. Oh, you would be messed up, bro. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had him on talking about with his match with Jake Logan and stuff like that. And just seeing... um what could have banned on it and people believe that me and him were going to face each other that night that day at WrestleCon, and people were telling him like man warren's gonna obliterate you Warren's gonna pierce your tail and it was really cool and he messaged me he's like dude i thought we were building into a few they thought we were going today <laughs> it was really cool to see that so i've been meaning to get out to WrestleCon. my first the first WrestleCon that was announced i pre-ordered it was on Facebook. I think that well, that's when they first started the event break because they didn't know how big it would have got their first the first time because you know they picked that little that Outlook warehouse looking thing, and right. I think it was over at the fairgrounds, right over at the Jacksonville the fairgrounds. Did you go to the yeah. very first one? I've never been. I've never been to uh, to River City before. It's my first. It'll be my oh, first. Okay. One. So the River City WrestleCon. So they would. Uh, it was so funny to see these things because they. Uh, I, my biggest goal. You know this. I am a big rock fan. I always wanted yeah. to just see this man. I've seen so many countless wrestlers and stuff in my time in wrestling, but I've never got to see the rock. And his dad was going to be on the vendor. And they were Rocky Johnson. And I that was the only guy I bought tickets to actually go see. And my wife got sick that day, so we couldn't go. And found out Rocky Johnson was only there at a certain time in the morning. So I was like, oh, man. So I was like, maybe next year. And then sadly, Rocky Johnson passed and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, man. And it was just like, ah. And then when you see AEW got involved, and it was really cool to see just the growth of everything that's going on. Yeah, I mean, I mean. All right. Go ahead and try. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. Go ahead and try. And don't see if you're on the ground. Don't don't worry. We'll we'll take him down to the taxi. And you said, oh, you act like that bothers me. Hmm. How long were you married before your wife? Found out what? I'm still happily married. (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) You're commenting on a video. Next. Of course. Yeah. Irrelevant in here, so. Oh, gosh. I love love these little nonsense things. These little robots? Nah. She don't. You sound like a, a homeless virgin. <laughs> don't hurt my feelings. So she doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you're a little jealous, bro. I'll slap you with oh. around and then laugh you. If you believe that, try. And don't see if this little six or five foot nine guy whoop your tail. Just just know that. So you have fun with your little keyboard type and all you want, but I don't do all that nonsense. I don't think any of us do. Right? You touched my wife. You're going to be on the ground. I'm here's not. Here's what I got to say about that. Mick Foley, have a nice day. That's all I got to say. I, I, I will dial number one, one right there, right next to you. I'm not playing this game. Yeah, have a nice day. 
Tried and tested. Okay. And y'all are playing on a computer. Don't show your face. Don't show no profiles. Way to be tough. Yeah. Yep. What? Anyways, hey, but David. I mean, hey, you gotta love these things. But um, David. So what? So before we go and stuff like that, with the Royal Rumble and stuff building up, man, how you feel about everything? What excitement are you? Cody's gonna, um, I'm pretty excited. I know that Cody's gonna win it again. It's already it's already set in stone. I know he's gonna win the Rumble. They have to. I actually want to see a picture of this dude because I really want to. It's hilarious. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> this is hilarious. Your comment on a video with no picture and you're gonna hard. Go ahead. Next. All right. Yeah. Talk about Royal Rumble again, bro. Yeah, so I see Cody win, winning the Rumble, and then uh, I don't know about the women's side, though. The women's so here's how I would book it, and I, I want to see how you think about this. Just the way to build this to WrestleMania and stuff like that. Think of it this way. Um, you get a bloodline affects Cody winning the Rumble. Bloodline is the reason why they lose the Rumble. And Punk wins. Punk chooses Seth. Right. And the way that this whole thing goes, and I think this would be beautiful how they do it. You got Seth and Punk. Punk first chooses Roman. Builds that thing into there it go. And then all of a sudden, you see a you see a turn events where Cody gets traded to SmackDown because Punk literally goes, you know what? My story's here, your story's there. Trades him to SmackDown, gets it thing like that, and then be like, oh, both guys finish the story, but here's the way you turn punk. Damian Priest cashes in at WrestleMania against Seth and Punk. I mean Seth and Punk after Punk wins. Night one. Punk goes AWOL, turns a major heel, gets your build up, whatever you want on that one. And then Cody finishes the story at WrestleMania. I see it. I see that. I like that. I think that's a good way to go. Wow. These people are on a roll tonight. Yeah, yeah y'all, y'all sure do have a lot of time talking about somebody's wife like that. For real. Trip. Well, go go do something with your life. You know, go 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 get some groceries for your kids or something or whatever. Go go work. Ah, uh, brother, the way they're talking, there there are people that wishes their life would have been something different. That's what it is, bro. Uh, like I said, man, like you're going, you get these people, you can have these people, you know. Why did you cut your sweatshirt like a sports bra? What? <laughs> Definitely didn't cut it. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is real. How about yours? Go to my profile and you see my wife is real dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Look here. All right. Before we cut this off, I'll say this to, you know, this little chat group. You could Google me. What does that say about y'all? I don't yeah. care about all this cool glitz and glamour. I do this for because I love it. I enjoy it. Oh, Talk to guys do. like David and stuff like that. That's bringing a broad horizon. But you, y'all sit here and want to play these little things, whatever. We can't Google you. I don't even know your name. Putridge, Mega, you stupid. All right, cool. Like, literally, these things is just a process of what we got to deal with when we deal with this business. Like, it's stupid. It's funny. Y'all y'all want to downplay so many people, but y'all don't 
y'all don't respect the people at the same time. We go through these tough challenges, we embrace it, and we get through it. Y'all, <laughs> y'all the ones that sit here and go, eh, not today. And then y'all are the ones probably sitting on the couch, playing on the keyboard, and be like, oh man, I wish I could be like them, but I want to sit here and just make them exactly. feel like how we do. Right. Gotta love life. Yep, yep, that's right. Gotta love life and grab by the horns and keep keep on moving. I ain't mad. I just think it's funny. Yeah, I just think it's you hilarious. Want to call about my wife and stuff. That's a whole different note. I mean, yeah, a whole a, different suggestion. Uh, yeah, you I'm don't. I'm not mad. I'm just saying, I'm a family man first. Yeah, if there's one thing you want to do, family, that's an emotional string I don't play with. Is a man's kids and a man's you wife. This guy on the podcast just so you could look like you had muscles. I'm pretty in shape. I go to gym five days a week. Y'all can have y'all's fun. Yeah, go, go ahead. We don't, we don't need any more of that. So y'all get it. Okay. Going to give you. Okay. And yet, okay. Yeah, we're we're all we're all good, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's hilarious. Thank this you for being fun. on, brother. It's been fun, absolutely, bro. It's been fun. It's been, it's been a roller coaster. You love you love having ropes, man. Like I said, hey, man, it, I, it's part of the game. It, you get these ones, you get the comments like, "Oh yeah, we support it. It's cool, whatever." And then you get these nonsense. If there's it, one thing about these trolls that I can I can say thank you for, thank you for making this episode very lively, and the fact that you're the fact that you're spewing. My wife will even tell you. She would laugh and she would even think these are funny. So it's like the fact that you're spilling BS is 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 baffling. Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Anyways, thank you, Warren. Uh, thank you for being on the episode. It's been fun. Always always great to have you. I wish we could end up on better circuits, but hey, yo, you know what? It is what it is. Talk to a bunch of nobody. So next. It is what it is, brother. Hey, David, like I said, man, it's always a pleasure. Um, I'm, I'm honored every time you ask me to do these because last show I I did with you, you really, I mean everything I say, bro. You literally embrace a what being the modern thing is where you could be, okay, yes, I have these disabilities. I have these things. We could We could just be like, all right. It happens, it happens. But you said no, I want to be better. I even though I have these disabilities, doesn't still tell me I can't do anything. And that's something that I really honor about you. I enjoy everything that you've been doing. I see the journeys that you have been doing. Uh shout out to you making cerebral policy official national holiday basically a national day now, the colors, symbolization, yeah. everything. I just recently talked to Tino about it with him, and he, he was just blown away like how embraceful that cerebral policy is now getting the knowledge as not only as a disability but also as a respect at the same time so it's like you're you're not only just embracing and changing the group in florida or wherever like bro tino lives in chicago and there's so many different guys that are seeing the work that you're doing bro it's it's really cool thank you brother i truly i truly appreciate that and i truly like i said i truly appreciate you and um, just getting to know about you and your family and uh, just your, the story about your son. It's, it's very touching and very heartwarming. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> These comments are over. <laughs> yeah, well, well, 
I hope. Oh, man. Well, because I mean, you just keep it going live and let them have fun with themselves because they think yeah. I'm a punch of water. <laughs> I don't waste nothing on this nonsense, bro. I have fun every time doing these things. Well, because we'll listen to this episode, you guys can go to Spotify, iTunes, and everything. Like, get your podcast to get it out there. And as always, this guys, this has been, it's been fun. Until next time, be safe yeah. and uh, happy holidays, you guys. Peace out. Yeah.